welcome to another episode of the Man Up Already podcast. And super excited to have all of you with us this episode. And uh, hey, if we have not met yet, my name is John Puritz and really super uh, pumped, excited, and humbled to have you listening to the Man Up Already podcast. Hey, just some housekeeping things. You know, we like to say that uh, everything that we're doing here is is put out there for you to use, enjoy, grow, etc. cetera. Uh, but we do ask that you pay it forward. How do you do that? Pass on the Man Up Already podcast to others, but more importantly, subscribe to it and rate it. We uh, really are asking uh, you to just take a moment, if you like the episode, and rate it on the platform that you're listening on. And uh, we appreciate your patience as Apple works out its um, podcasting issues right now. They've changed their format and platform, et cetera. And uh, the Man Up Already podcast was lost a little bit. And all of the episodes are not on there fully yet. Um, but you can get everything on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms like Stitcher as well. But super happy to have you here. Also, you can find us. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Clubhouse. Uh, Just look for John Puritz, connect with me there. And uh, we're posting all kinds of things about the man up already mindset and what it means to one, think that way, but also the fact that men are under attack right, right now in our society. What do I mean by that? Just the concept of manhood, of, you know, somebody had posted I had put something, somebody had recommended the book, Man Up Already, which you can find on Amazon. And, you know, they said that uh, they felt the, um, just the, you know, telling somebody to man up wasn't appropriate and all kinds of crazy things like that. And, you know, it's just a mindset of get better, grow, stand on the four pillars. But, you know, when, when we have the things that we have today, like gender being questioned and being a man being questioned and all these things, I can't think of you know, just the man up already podcast book and mindset being incredibly relevant today, which brings us to an, a, a special guest with us this, this episode, a friend, mentor, coach of mine. Uh, he's an incredible, incredible leader. Um, we have today with us Dr. Dave White. Now, Dr. Dave and I uh, connected uh, back in 20, gosh, I think we connected all the way back in 2019 and um, started working with him last year. And he's, our friendship has just really, really, really uh, grown and uh, developed. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Dave is an NCAA men's basketball referee. He's a lead in that category. He's also a success coach, a business coach. He works with men. And uh, he's working uh, and has worked with me, and uh, we just have a lot, a lot of fun. He's also a pastor. Dave is an exceptional guy. You can find him on drdavewhite.com. He also, all over Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, you want to connect with Dr. Dave. But I can't think of a better guest right now um, to have on the Man Up Already podcast. So please welcome uh, in this, uh, this episode, our special guest and friend, Dr. Dave White, my brother, Dr. Dave White. So good to have you, man. Good to be with you, John, as always. (laughs) 
I, I in the intro was talking about how um, we we connected in 2019, but you know, just have built this friendship over time, how invaluable you've been in my life, you know, since just working together and out of that, this friendship that's been, been built and, and just, you know, brother to brother and the importance of, you know, having those men in your life and connecting and, and, and all of that. So uh, I just appreciate you very much and super happy to have you on here. Yeah, well, it's mutual. I, I think every guy was created to live in community, needs camaraderie, you know, needs uh, warriors to journey with. And I don't know, we get so busy, right, uh, with our jobs and our wives, our kids, our our enterprises, um, our businesses. Um, sometimes it's hard to find, but God's been gracious to put us together and we're like kindred comrades. So uh, yeah. it's super cool to journey together. And I wish that for every guy. You know, uh, we just are better together. Uh, we need someone in our foxhole. We need someone to journey with. Sometimes we need someone to lift us up. And sometimes we need to lift someone else up. And um, it's a dangerous world out there. But uh, if we stick together and just lock our shields like Leonidas in the 300, uh, we're going to make some headway. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the, there's a lot that we could talk about today. I just want to pick up just something that came out of what you're talking about, about having those people in your circle, you know, one of the big things that I talk about, you know, in the Man Up Already book and on the podcast here and really in life is the power of your posse and the power of connections, power of people in your circle. And you introduced the book's boundaries into, you know, into my life with then, you know, uh, we did boundaries for marriage, you know, Trish and I, and, um, you know, it's just so important to have when you're putting those boundaries in place, those people that respect those boundaries and are in that circle and can talk to you and guide you. And it's something that's really missing. I think even more so that came out of COVID was the isolation, the right people not connecting or thinking that they're the only ones that are dealing with their stuff. So maybe you could just talk about that a little bit on, on the power of having those people in your circle. Well, we're, we're made for one another. You can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and uh, the book of Genesis, and you can see we're made it for a relationship with God. We're made for a relationship with community. We're made for a relationship with the not us, the other, the male and the female. Uh, we're not animals. Adam got to name all the animals, so we're not created for that, even though I like a couple good dogs, like we have Bo and Blue here. <laughs> we're actually made for that. They're good friends, though, right? And uh, we were made to be warriors and to fight. We have uh, an, an enemy. Uh, Satan showed up right away after the creation of Adam and Eve. And uh, we still have a, a battle going on. So uh, we're just created for that. The curse uh, from Genesis on is, is God saying, it is not good for man to be alone. Well, he wasn't totally alone. I mean, he was with God and he was working the garden and had a nice job uh, and no hassle, no employee hassles at work. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't need a union. (laughs) Uh, But God said, this is not good. It's not good for you to be alone. In other words, you're supposed to have a vertical relationship with God, but you were also created with a people hole, a a need for horizontal relationships with one another. And uh, so You know, God had Adam uh, name all the animals, goose, gander, lion, lioness, tiger, tigress. And even at the end of that, he's like, Ove, I mean, the whole animal kingdom even has a partner or someone to journey with. (laughs) He didn't. 
God has him fall into a deep sleep and then creates Eve. So we're not only created for the other, we're created for community and, and thus it, it begins. And we need that because we're, we're in a battle for our lives. Yeah, so let's dive into to that battle. Um, you know, I, I said before you got on that men are under attack today. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, 20 years ago, I read the book Wild at Heart and it changed my life. And John Eldridge was talking about that in that book. And here it is 20 years later. And, and in this present moment, 2021, because it's, it's just amplified now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no surprise that men are in crisis because I, I think, it, you know, with the messaging in our society, it's, well, well, who, who am I really now, right? Like we've pushed God out. We've done so much to alienate men to who they are. Um, and you're an expert and you, I mean, I've seen that in my life, how you, you coach, you know, what, alpha males, but just talk about maybe what you're seeing out there and how, when you're coaching with other men and, and just the attack that's happening right now. Well, it's just incessant, but it, it's been happening from the beginning. It's nothing new. Remember, we're, we're born because of our fallen sinful nature. We have the lust of the flesh to battle. We have the lust of the eyes to battle. We have the world system, the ways of the world. We've got Satan, the, the, the accuser of the brethren, the father of lies to deal with. We live in a culture where there's a lot of lies. It's really yeah. hard to just figure out what the truth is. So we have all that from, you know, millennia past. But in addition to that, we've just seen over time with, uh, you know, Freud telling men that they're basically sexual beings instead of image bearers of God. That's mm. derailed us. We have uh, Darwin telling us we're primarily uh, naked apes and primates. We're just animals. We're beasts. You know, and we have to unleash our, our uh you know, wild passions. It's, it's like, we're, we're not beasts, we're image bearers. Uh, we're told to be, you know, passive and nice. That was a disaster for Adam in the garden as he watched his own wife kind of be deceived and fall and participated in that. We, we need to be vigilant. I mean, we're created to be warriors and there's a great battle going on. It's been going on for all time. We're in a, the middle, you and I were born in the middle of a sexual revolution since the 60s, the time of the hippies, the playboy uh, empire. Um, everything has been kind of a sexual revolution where we're so confused today. We don't even know what a male is or a female. Um, yeah. we, think, we think sexuality is fluid, that it's not based on God's creation and plumbing, which seems so obvious, but it's based on now not your sex, but your subjective gender, your experience of yourself, how narcissistic can we get? But it's, it's just cuckoo. So uh, there's a great battle. And of course, today uh, with uh, these uh, woke ideas that uh, you have white privilege, so you and I can't say a damn thing, um, that uh, apparently we need to be progressive, we need to be tolerant, we need to be inclusive. Look, we're to love all people, love God and love your neighbors yourself. We're here to love all people, but we don't collude with their evil. And there's a great battle just for truth and what manhood is, what's a family, uh, what does it mean to truly love? Um, it just goes on and on. It's been going on for a long time, but we're you know, moving towards the end of history, the consummation of history prior to the return of Christ. So we've seen, you know, from the Renaissance and, you know, the Reformation days, the exclusion of God, 
to the idea that you don't even need a woman, women don't even need men, to the idea that you're a beast or an animal, to the idea that you're just a machine or a cog, um, to the idea that truth is random, um, that you're the Marlboro man, you can do it alone, or you could be James Bond, which is kind of cool. You can wear a tuxedo and do amazing stuff, but you don't need any buddies. You don't need any, you do it alone, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just a deception. Uh, we need each other. We need to be fighters. Um, we need to do battle. I hear men all the time saying, I just shouldn't be this hard. I'm like, you're kidding me. With fallen people all around in a gross, weird world, it's gonna be hard. Well, but my marriage, it shouldn't be this hard. Really? Another sinful person who's broken in process, who hasn't arrived? It's going to be hard. <laughs> but ruining your life is hard, too. And the most likely person to ruin our lives is ourselves. So right. Um, right. living a crappy life is terrible. Living a good life is rough. Um, let's choose that and let's do it together. Yeah. And there's so many ways where I love what you just said, you know, like, it's hard to, to live a good life, right? It takes work, right? And it's kind of like the matrix, right? When you're, when you're kind of unplugged and clueless, you don't even know. And, you know, and then you're unplugged and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you don't know? eat the red pill because your eyes will be dilated and you'll be aware. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then you also wake up to how sweet and amazing the little things that are so passed over right? Those, those are the things that make the fight worth it all. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know? Well, you're, uh, such, you're such an inspiring man. You're just such a great warrior, such a good fighter. And I know it would be more glamorous. And we've talked about this before, if it was just you and I fighting a dragon, you know, a fire breathing dragon with a sword or going to Afghanistan or something that was more like traditionally part of the fairy tale. But it's a lot harder to fight your wife's depression it's a lot mm. harder to fight your own sin. It's harder to fight with your own employees or supervisors that are trying to hold you back. Harder to fight a political system that's trying to be socialist and communist and take away personal rights, freedom of speech, freedom of worship. Uh, it, 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 those are just tougher, tough battles. It's like, give me a dragon. That sounds like heroic. Put some armor on me. You know, it's like, oh, we got it, you know. But deal with my, uh, you know, youngest daughter's uh, attitude, you know, deal with my, you know, some of my older kids uh, school debt, deal with uh, battling what they're learning in the university system that's so woke and perverted, uh, deal with my own aging, fatigue, my own finitude, my limits, the, the temptation to try to be grandiose and bigger, but just live within my limits, boundaries, as you were talking about. Um, those are, those are daily battles, you know, give us this day our daily bread, put on the full armor of God every day. I mean, good men like you are doing it, but sometimes they don't feel chivalrous or affirmed or like, this can't be it, right? It's got to be something else. No, this is it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just showing up every day and getting to the gym. Right. So right. that you get the serotonin, the dopamine, you get the adrenaline, you get the, you know, your, your body working, you get your mind um so just that, having a quiet time, you know, centering on Christ, focus, fixing your eyes on him. I mean, these just daily disciplines are so tough over and over and over again. They don't feel great, but they are amazing. You know, it, I'm listening to you because I remember when you and I connected, um, it, it, it maybe was the first 
time or, or definitely the second, but it was in two, two meetings of us just doing this together where I remember going, holy crap, somebody finally can relate to what's going on inside of me. And that was the first time in probably my life where I was able to be a transparent man with another man, right? And so often we see with men this, you know, go it alone, James, I love it. The James Bond put the, you know, the projection out there, you know, I got it all, you know, it's Atlas, right? I'm going to hold up the world. It's kind of like, I'm going to be Atlas, but I'm going to do it looking like Bond. It's easy, effortless. I'm holding up the whole world and the weight is crushing me, right? And so many guys, so many men keep that inside and you'll ask them, hey, how you're doing? And you hear, I'm good, things are great, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I don't know, like I, it's, it's, it always comes back for me, especially for men, on how important it is to find those brothers mm-hmm. that can recognize the battle, talk about the battle and say, no, you're, you're in a battle. I'm doing the same thing. And instead of hiding, right, putting those things out there, because when you do talk about them, when they are exposed, you're not a mutant, as you called me, right? You're, you're, <laughs> you're actually with people who can relate and support you and guide you and help you. And you in turn do the same for them. Yeah, that's right. I think men, they, they kind of get it, but then they don't. Like, I, I don't think a man should be going out there and someone says, how's your day? And they go, oh, I'm just so glad you asked. I have so many things to process. It's like, dude, okay, that's not what's going on here. That was a greeting. That wasn't an opportunity to purge emotionally. Um, you know, guys know, look, there's a time for a stiff upper lip. There's a time to steal your emotions. You know, when things are going cuckoo, that's not the time to fall apart. Time to be strong, so to speak, for your kids. We're pro- we're providers. We're, we're protectors. We people need our our unregulated presence that we're strong, like an anchor in their presence. But so so I think guys get that on some level. But what they don't often get is that the only way to pull that off is to have a private place, maybe with a coach or a friend or a buddy or a grandfather, or your posse or your your man huddle or your uh, little tent of uh, dudes where you get supported, you get encouraged. That's where you can cry. That's where you can scream. That's where you can just go, help me pull my head together. I'm losing it. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. I've got all this, you know, help me get on my game so that I don't put that burden on everyone else when I'm out there. I put it on you, uh, my brother, um, so that you and I can go to our homes, our places of work, our places of influence and make a difference and, and not need to use people to get our needs met. Guys that don't steward their needs don't have an option. They are using people, you know, pastors are using their congregations to go, did you like my sermon? what do you think? What's your favorite illustration? You know, CEOs are going to work going, do you think I'm amazing? Do you like this new uh, thing? What do you think of our branding? It's like, get over it, go get a coach, a friend, a grandpa or someone that they can affirm you, they can support you, you can steward your soul, you can get your needs met. So when you enter the public arena, not the private one, you're able to show up in a sense without needs, able to give and serve and love. And so I think guys do get on one level, there's not a public place I'm supposed to like be Mr. Fluid. Um, 
but sometimes they don't get, then you're going to have to spend extra time getting your needs met behind the scenes. Right. So you can, so you can pull that off without being angry, depleted and bitter. And so many men that I know, they're so busy, right. That they just don't make time for that. I mean, you just said it perfectly. Well, if, if we don't make time for that, we're going to collapse because there isn't none of that private time or we bring those hurts and those things that we need other men for, and we bring them to the wrong place. Our wives, yeah. kids, yeah. you know. Yeah, or we act out or whatever. Yeah, they are so busy and they have to stay busy, bless their hearts, because if you stop, you're going to feel your depression. If you stop for a Sunday Sabbath or you take a vacation, you're going to get sick the first two days of your vacation because you've been running such a sick lifestyle. As long as you stay busy and manic and frenzied, you're not aware of it. But as soon as you say, we're going to go to Hawaii for a week, the first is like they come back from their vacation. And they're like, I was sick the first three days of my vacation. What a surprise. Um, guys actually retire and they die within two years. Wow. It's like, really? You worked all that time? Well, yeah, you can't work manically like that and then slow down and not start to feel how sick you've been. So the busyness is not only a compulsion and an addiction. It is a mask to hide just how ill we really are. I'm, I'm like tongue tied, right? Because <laughs> that, that was me. I mean, that was, you, you know, you made statements to me like you, you're so used to pain, you think it's normal. You're so used to manic that you think that's how everybody should be. And it wasn't until a brother shined that light on that for me that, I mean, that you shining that light for me radically altered and you know because we talk about it all the time radically altered my life right you know it, and it creates this space that we can step into what we talk about here on the man up already podcast all the time is that you are created for purpose and finding you know having the space in which to find that and then support to actually act on that in a world that's telling you not to yeah and it's tough because there's no one telling us what to do there i mean our wives are not responsible to go, hey, husbands, are you guys getting enough sleep? Are you getting resourced enough, enough sex, enough encouragement, enough touch, enough, you know, it's our kids are not responsible to go, dad, um, just wanting to know the condition of your soul. How are you doing? Are you getting enough time with the Lord? Are you resourcing yourself? Are you Sabbathing <laughs> enough? You know, are your stress levels low enough? You know, they're just not responsible for that. And then you go to work. Your boss is not responsible for that. Your manager is not responsible for that. No one's responsible for us. And that's one of the challenges of manhood is if we don't encourage each other, we are going to be alone because it's no one's job to make sure John's doing well or Dave's doing well. So if we don't do it, um, if we don't give ourselves permission, if we don't challenge and sharpen one another to say, dude, slow down. Less is more. But then we try to do it and we feel guilty. I feel lazy. I don't feel all the voices start to come. And that's where we need each other to kind of go, that's bullshit. You know, that's a crazy voice. That's our manic conscience. That's our critical conscience and overdrive. Don't listen to that. God's really, really clear. He, he told us to Sabbath on the seventh day, not because our work was done, Work is never done. That's the nature of work. That's how God created it. There's always more to do. There's always another call you can make. There's always something else you can prep for. We stop because he tells us to. 
And I meet guys all the time. They just get sick and ill and they go to the doctor and I say, well, what did the doctor say? What does he say? Go home and rest. <laughs> it's like, God told you that. <laughs> That's, I mean, we, we already know what he's going to say to you. Go home and rest. It's like, no, I, I, I don't. You're, we're supposed to do it every week. The dirt's supposed to do it every week. You know, the dirt's supposed to do it every seven years on a sab sabbatical. You know, you're supposed to let the even the dirt lay low rest, for a year. Right. Otherwise, the soil gets destroyed. I mean, really, if the soil goes bad, we're going to go bad. Oh, that's such a great point. There's... um. I mean, you and I, we could, we could really go on for a very long time. And I, I, I know we were going to do this in little spurts. And I wanted people to really get to know who you are, because uh, something tells me we're going to have you on multiple times. Um, so just to wrap up this segment, what would you say to, um, well, let me, let, me, let me backtrack. I had a great conversation with um, a, a woman um, you know, on this subject. And one of the things that we're seeing in our society today is the messaging that, right, women can be the man or, or they don't need a man anymore, right? They can do it on their own. And, and, there's a, and there are women listeners, which is why I'm, I'm bringing this up, of, of there are a large amount of women out there who are, no, I don't, I don't want to do it all. I'm looking for the man, right, to fill that role of man, right? Like women were created to be women and men are created to be men. And then they form this incredible union. So just in our last portion of this uh, episode, can you talk about that? You know, you guys are married, you, you know, now how long? 34 years going on 35. Yeah. Praise I mean, God, my wife has stayed with me. I've given her ample reason to leave. <laughs> you know, I'm such a knucklehead. <laughs> But look, every guy's a knucklehead. We're all in process. We're all broken. We don't all have it together. But look, we don't have time to like perfect our lives. We have to just keep walking by faith as we try to mature and grow. But, you know, I think underneath all the gender and sexuality stuff is a sense that people want to be their own gods. God created them male and female. So none of us had the entire Imago Dei, the entire image of God. None of us could do it completely on our own. None of us could rival God. He alone is, is all. That's why I don't even really agree with my colleagues at, at the university that say, you know, you know, get in touch with your internal feminine self. I'm like, I don't have an internal feminine self. I might have a softer self and a harder self or a more aggressive and a more, you know, comforting self or, you know, I'm open to a lot of different, yes, I, we have range uh, and women have range, but I don't think women have a masculine side to them. And I don't think men have a feminine side. I, I might have a softer masculine side. The reason I think that is just if I do have the feminine inside me, I don't need it outside me. Mm. If I can get in touch with my own feminine self, I don't even need women. I have it inside me. I'll go find it in there, which again is a radical, sinful strategy to try to not need God and not need anyone else. We don't have it all. And whether you're married or not married, we need women in our lives and women need men in our lives. They certainly did on 9-11. It looks like they welcomed all those firemen and people that came. Like we, we, we want, because we have different things. Now we need to be whole people. The two shall become one. You don't want a half a dude and a half a gal. 
and they think, well, together we're perfect. No, you're a train wreck together because you multiply a half and a half. Now you have a quarter. You actually wow. have less than what you came in with. You need a whole person and a whole person, a whole man and a whole woman. And one times one is one. So you need two whole people, but bring it, bring your femininity with your strong femininity, your assertive femininity, not your masculine femininity. And we'll try to be, bring our own manhood and masculinity, even with our softer, more emotional, more in touch, more intuitive sides, not our feminine side, but you know, our full range, our full bandwidth of manhood. And hopefully then all of us can be vessels. You know, vessels are useful for God if they can do what they need to do. So if you and I are in a war situation, I hope we can take a guy out, at least the enemy. Uh, if we're in a nursery at church on Sunday as a volunteer, I hope we can hold a baby and not crush it. You know, it's like, right. come on, you should, you know, use your range, but uh, we just need each other. I think there's all kinds of subtle attempts to say we don't need other people because we have it all inside us. No, we don't. Uh, and there's this crazy movement, as you know, as a father of, you know, some amazing kids and my kids, they hear all the time, you can do anything you want. If you can dream it, you can do it. It's like, get over it. You can't do anything you want. You have limits, you have boundaries, <laughs> you know, you can't do everything. I look, I have a couple kids, they couldn't play a musical instrument if I put them in training with the best art, you know, artists for years. It's like, the, the, you just don't have that. But sports or something else, math, or like, wow, they're right. We're created with limitations and we're created with strengths. We need to own yeah. those and then bring them together and do something transcendent, something significant, something meaningful for, for others. So as great as the, the ending scene of Jerry Maguire is when he says, you know, you complete me, right? Um, no, right? God well, for Jerry, it probably, he probably, she probably did complete him because he was so flawed, <laughs> but it would have been, it would have been more accurate to say you compliment me. Right. That's exactly right. That's yeah. Exactly. Instead of complete, it's like, no, Jerry, you got to go do your hard character work. You can't get that by proxy. She's amazing, loving and gracious. So I'll just proxy that over. No, you better become that yourself. But she could complete you in the male, female dyad. Yes. Right. You compliment that. Life yeah. is not that. I love that. So, so much good stuff. Um, how do people find you, right? I'm going to post you all over the place, but how do people find you, reach out well, they to don't, you? They don't need to find me. They should find you. I mean, you're the man, you know, you can give me your information, but it, it would be fun to journey with some of the people you're journeying with. Um, my email is Dave at drdavewhite.com. That's Dr. D-R. Davewhite.com. My uh, website is drdavewhite.com. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook like like you are. The most important thing is just that we stick together and encourage each other. I know you're posting stuff and I do too, just to give some guys some food for thought, encourage them during the day, let them know they're not alone. They don't have to be perfect. And you and I, I think are just normal dudes. We're not, we're not God's gift to the world or anything. We're just strugglers in process. And if guys are like, I don't need a hero. I have Jesus and uh, you know, something else. That's awesome. We'll journey with you, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just ask our wives on how quote unquote perfect men we are. <laughs> yeah. Before you talk to her, let me give you a forewarning because there's a long list. <laughs> there's a long list. <laughs> well, Dave, I appreciate you. Love you very much. And thanks for being a guest today. Yeah. Love you too. Blessings, my friend.